have a great country. That's my thoughts. We have the greatest country in the world. Thank you very much, everybody. We're going to keep it nice and safe. Hey there, dear listener. This is Jack Gordon, host of Interfaith-ish. I'm sure by now you've seen the footage from the June 1st protests in D.C. outside the White House when police violently cleared out protesters demonstrating the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Ahead of the imposed curfew, our president called for law and order and then walked from the White House to the newly vacant street, apparently for the express purpose of taking a photo in front of a church holding a Bible. The moment seemed awkwardly scripted, and although the message was vague, it's hard to ignore the intentional choice of this holy text as a prop, and the sacred space as the backdrop. Personally, I went to bed reeling from these images, wondering what it meant and what would come next. Well, the following morning, I got a very direct answer of sorts when I learned that the President and First Lady would be visiting the John Paul II Shrine just a short walk from where I live in Northeast DC. The Brooklyn neighborhood is home to the Catholic University of America and there's a very strong Catholic presence in the neighborhood due to the students and the many seminaries and convents. However, it's also a very diverse community and people of all backgrounds came out in response to Trump's message. I took the opportunity to speak to a handful of the people I met at the gathering. They were Catholic and not. They were clergy and lay people, neighbors, families, students, and passers-by. And I wanted to hear how they felt in this moment. So here's a special edition of our show, dear listener, because sometimes the interfaith-ish very literally comes right to you. I'm Meg Olson, and I lead up the uh, grassroots mobilization team at Network Lobby for Catholic Social Justice. What led me to come out this morning is that President Trump, you know, last night blasted down nonviolent protesters in front of a church, violated the church, and um, all for his political gain. And this morning he's at the JP2 Institute, the, J- uh, the shrine of Pope Paul II, which is run by the Knights of Columbus. And this is a part of the Catholic Church that has been totally bought out, not just by Trump, I mean, for the past 40 years, by right-wing conservatives under the name of pro-life and pro-values. And Are so, you yourself a Catholic? Yes, I'm Catholic. And so today, as a Catholic, I'm here to call out that, you know, this is wrong, that the church is not, should not be pawns in this fascist, white supremacist movement to extinguish black lives. And I'm really disappointed in the church right now for its silence, the Catholic Church. What would you hope that as an institution, the church, or maybe more specifically, we're here in Brooklyn where Catholic University is, what what they would do as a a sign, particularly in, in light of what just happened last night? You know, we're right here in front of the Basilica across the street. I wanna see a sign across the Basilica that says Black Lives Matter. I want to see Archbishop Gregory, Wilton Gregory, out here today. I want our bishops to be as vocal, the ones who have been vocal about about the crisis at the border and children in cages, to be as vocal about black lives. Can you read your sign? Yes. My sign says, we are the body of Christ and we say black lives matter. And why did you put that on a sign? I was thinking about Paul, right, in the gospel, saying that, you know, we are the body 
there are many parts and just you know that all black brown indigenous people everybody contributes to the body of christ within the church as father brian massengill said yesterday um, in the national catholic reporter you cannot vote for this president and call yourself pro-life you know you can't call yourself pro-life and support the violence that is happening to black lives right now and to black and brown and indigenous lives in this nation uh, angela wilson turnbull saint augustine's catholic church i run our social justice advocacy ministry there i believe he came to the shrine as a um a, a false symbol to show that all catholics are for him that all of the religious communities, our, our traditional religious communities are for him, and we are not for him. There are conservatives within these communities that, that are not living the gospel. They are not um, honoring the tenets of Christianity and standing behind a leader who so passionately is aligned with supporting the murders and not taking care of our people during the pandemic and just allowing Native Americans and our elderly and African Americans and our, um, our Latino and other um, immigrant communities to die as though it's okay when it's not. St. Augustine's is, is a community that has a very rich history in the city. Um, and I wonder if, if, uh, if Trump asked to come visit St. Augustine's, would he be welcome there? I'm not speaking on behalf of my pastor. Sure, sure. I'm speaking on behalf of myself. I think our community would love to engage him and be in dialogue around uh, what will convict his heart to bring our country together, not as a publicity stunt, but to have real dialogue with his top leaders around the type of change that's necessary in this country. One of, one of love and unity and um, prioritizing the needs of those who are, who are dying and suffering. What did, what did you feel when you saw him um, yesterday uh, engaging the military police to clear protesters out of the way and then uh, cross over to stand in front of the church and hold up the Bible. Leaders within an affiliate organization, the Washington Interfaith Network, of which I am a leader of, one of our leaders was harmed in that. Just simply providing water and um, support against uh, what's happening. And they were also tear gassed as well as the protesters unnecessarily who were just there peacefully. I think it's, it's, it's an abomination of presidential leadership. And this is an opportunity for our city to come together to, to reimagine a new way forward. This is not, this is not okay. My name is Ashley Wilson. I have worked in the interfaith community in Washington, D.C. for nearly a decade, first with Catholics and now with Quakers. As a Catholic, I know that the onus is on me and all Christians and all Catholics to reject 
Christian nationalism and Christian supremacy in this country. And the reality is, is that all the way from the Constitution and the beliefs of the Founding Fathers, um, that's the reality, right? And it's up to us, just like how it's up to white people to dismantle racism and white supremacy, it's also up to white Christians to dismantle Christian nationalism. What's your name? I'm Tyler. Are what you a you? Catholic yourself? <laughs> uh, I am not. I'm an Episcopalian. Episcopalian. Um, so how did that feel to you, uh, having him stand in front of an Episcopal church last night? Um, angering. It was angering. Um, would be the best way to describe that. Can you read our, your sign? Sure. Uh, it's from a homily for World Peace Day by John Paul II. Overcoming evil with weapons of love becomes the way in which each person can contribute to the peace of all. And why did you feel like that was particularly relevant this morning? Uh, the emphasis on love. Augustine talks about sins as disordered love. And, um, you know, a love that is self-serving um, is at the root of much of, of sin. So um, love that goes outward doesn't, uh, doesn't kill, doesn't um, maim, but seeks to serve others. And be nice if the president were reminded of that. What do you think that um, other, other Christians, particularly other white Christians, can do at this particular moment? Listen, uh, stand up, call out what is wrong. And what's, what's giving you hope for these beautiful children that, that are here with you? Uh, faith. Uh, the Christian faith is a faith of hope. Um, and I think to maintain hope in what seems like a despairing moment is necessary. My name is Tina. And yeah. do you live here in the neighborhood? I am from, I grew up in D.C. and Michigan Park. So in not Michigan. too far. Okay. So this is where I go to church. This is where I go to worship. Oh, okay. And I heard this this morning and I could not, I could not not be here. I had to be here. There's what? no way that he should be using this as a prop. What did you feel last night when you saw him holding up that, that Bible after he had tear gas protesters? Outrage. Outrage. They were peacefully protesting. How dare you do that just for a photo op? How dare you try to massage your image to the people who don't know and don't understand what this is like we live this every day we live this every day i have a black daughter here i raised her well i want her to do well but the society is not set up for her to succeed what gives you hope the both of you in this moment particularly as you're as you're looking at your daughter uh, i mean at least seeing the people out here there are good people in the world or people who are trying to make it a little bit better yes Yes, and I think that this cause will move forward um, because people are rallying behind it. It is not just people of color who are standing up and saying this is not right. Thank you both so much. Can I ask, is that a story with the religious then? I, I have an interfaith dialogue program oh, okay. on Tacoma Radio. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It's a Jewish well, well, great. Well, you can no, no, I don't need. I don't no, have no, anything wanna, to say. I, I just have, appreciated I the. Hear. I just appreciated the discussion. What's I, your name? Alicia. Alicia, I'm Jack. Jack, nice to meet you. As a Jewish person, what has this time been like for you? In, in Judaism, uh, one of the most basic tenets is tikkun olam, which is to heal the world, and issues of social justice are so important um, to the Jewish faith. And so it just fits naturally, you know, as a citizen uh, and as a Jewish citizen um, to take up this cause. We, ha we have no choice. Did you feel like um, the, the moment last night 
of, of, of Trump clearing those protesters and holding up a Bible for this photo opportunity in front of the Episcopal Church. Was that a signal to you of, of a Christian nationalism, Christian supremacy? I mean, I think he's trying to buy into that. I think he's a wolf in sheep's clothing trying to co-opt religion, which he clearly, you know, hit the tenets of, of Christianity or uh, Judeo-Christian tenets uh, are so anathema to what he preaches, you know, on the on the dais he's talking about, you know, using the full force of the military and uh, tones of aggression and uh, division and then he goes to a church, a church which does not agree with his uh, actions or his using the church and, and tries to use the Bible as a prop. It's just so disingenuous and disgusting and Glory be to the Father, and the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. What was your name? Uh, Salvatore Negretti. And why did you come here this morning with your family? Um, number one, we're part of the Brooklyn community. Um, we live and um, have brought, raised our family here for the last five years. Um, and I think it's important for us to be part of anything that happens in Washington, D.C. Um, and trying to teach him. We had a long conversation about what a protest meant on the way here. And when you believe in something, you have to gather with other people that believe the same thing and, and show how you feel. And so that's, that's what we're doing today. And, and how old are your children? Um, he just turned five and she's about to turn two. Oh, great. Great. <laughs> Does it feel exciting to be with all these people? Yeah. Yeah? You're, why, why are we here? What do we want people to be? Kind. Yeah. yeah. And that's what your sister's sign says, right? Be kind. Did you help make that sign? Oh, yeah. I, I made it. That's great. That helped me. Did you have any hesitation bringing your children this morning? Um, very little. We had, we had a quick conversation, but then went ahead and, and walked out the door. <laughs> and how does it feel that, that, uh, that Trump decided to come to the JP2 uh, shrine today? Um, it's a little insulting. Um, feels much like a stunt as, as last night, um, but that's why we're here. <laughs> My name is Jordan. Jordan, only. why did you come out uh, here this morning? Um, this is, I guess, the second peaceful protest that I've been a part of. Um, I was out on Sunday, and for me specifically, being a black woman, I have a lot of, um, I think, feelings of anguish, um, fear, and anger. Um, and it's been really hard to put those feelings into words, so protesting has been, I think, one of the ways that I've been able to feel as if I'm doing something with what I am feeling. Specifically today, um, yesterday Trump declared war on our people, on peaceful protesters, and then followed that up with standing in front of a church holding a Bible, which I'm pretty sure he's never even read. Um, and now he wants to come here and make another statement, and I will not stand for that. Today as a black person, you will, there's no justification for being killed, just living your life. So, and I think specifically here in DC, what we saw last night was peaceful protesters um, being trapped inside someone's home, unable to leave, unable to 
live out their freedoms. Could, um, could you be more specific about what, what you mean by that? Specifically last night at Swan Street, peaceful protesters, I mean, yes, they were there after curfew, but they um, were forced into someone's home. Tear gas was fl- thrown into the person's home um, and they were unable to leave. Um, mo- many of them not until 6 a.m. this morning. And I think that that shows the state of the protest right now and the danger that comes with going into protest. I would like to thank protest. You. Yeah, okay, thank you. My name is Susan Gunn, G-U-N-N, and I'm the director of the Mary Knoll Office for Global Concerns. The violence that happened on our streets yesterday was overwhelming. Um, and the sound and, and the wind from the helicopters, they went on for hours and hours. And the, the flash blast bombs, whatever you want to call them, they were just absolutely overwhelming to the residents of the city. Uh, and the aggression that the president chose with his words, aggressive words, standing outside of St. John's and at his press conference is not a Christian message of, of peace and nonviolence and mercy. And uh, that is what I, where I want to stand as a follower of Jesus. And I, I'm so grateful for Bishop Gregory for also speaking in those terms. I saw my Twitter feed that uh, uh, Bishop uh, Gregory here of the Archdiocese of Washington released a statement um, in his utter outrage and uh, condemning this visit of the President and the First Lady uh, at the uh, uh, JP2 Shrine hosted by the Knights of Columbus. What does that statement mean for the Catholic community in, 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 in this Archdiocese? Well, I think Bishop Gregory is demonstrating um, strong uh, prophetic leadership, is speaking out for uh, mercy and love at this time. And uh, as a follower of Jesus, I'm, I'm very glad to call him my, my brother. My name is Ethan Gadsden. Uh, Cameron Gadsden. Christopher McKinley. And are you all from this neighborhood? Did you grow up around here? Uh, yes, sir. You're from Northeast, not too far. Okay, great. And why did you come here this morning? I uh, just really have our voices heard. Uh, so um, it's my mom's birthday today. We came out here to show our support, Hi, to show our support with my mom, and to show our support with this uh, situation we're going through right now. Okay. And and uh, how do you feel this birthday morning? I feel good. It's great to see so many people come out and raise their voices peacefully. And being a mother of two beautiful brown young men, it could be them. It could easily be them. And the squeaky wheel gets the oil, and we are squeaking. And uh, have you all been involved um, for a while in, in the, these uh, protest activities, or is this relatively new for you? Uh, it's our second time. We went downtown the other day. We showed our support with our father the other day. And are, are you all part of a particular uh, faith community in, in your own tradition? Uh, yes, yes, sir. Yeah, we're Christians. Yes? Christians. Christians? Okay. As Christians, how do you feel about uh, uh, Trump's display of the Bible last night uh, after clearing the protesters? Um, I don't think those are anything that he stands for. Uh, nothing in the Bible. I don't think that he's done right. Uh, just the various things that he's done across countries, uh, just even the young teens, uh, those accusations against him. I just don't think really anything that he stands for that, that goes along in the Bible. So. And how have you uh, tried to raise, raise your sons in that Christian tradition? What have been some of the values that you've tried to instill in them? To be open-minded, to be fair. But when you see atrocities like this, to speak up. 
to use your voice for change. And are you all involved with, with any sort of um, uh, interreligious efforts, things that you do with other people of other backgrounds uh, in, on, on, in terms of faith community or individually? Do you have friends from other backgrounds as well? Yes, friends from, that are Catholic, that are Jewish, that are Muslim, that are Buddhist. And we all feel the same way. I mean, anyone who has a faith believes in a higher power. And they know that that higher power is for good, for love, and for peace not for destruction, not for photo ops in front of a church and awkwardly holding a Bible. I think the Bible was on fire. That's why he was holding it so awkwardly because he had never held one before in his life. It was screaming out at him, please put me down, Satan. You don't know anything about my book. Is it okay if I, if I get your perspective? Is that sure. okay? Great, what was your name? Steve. Steve, and where are you from, Steve? Are you from, from this uh, neighborhood? No, Westchester, Pennsylvania. Westchester, Pennsylvania, great. And you came down just for the day? No, our son's school here. It's school here. He has We're visiting school our son. University. He goes to school at the university. Oh, he's still in the university? Yes. Oh, well, he's okay. He's not in I the didn't... university. He's outside the university, but he's moving back into the area to work and go back to school. Oh, okay. Great. Great. And um, did you come? Uh, were, were you planning to come anyway today? You just happened to be yes. in the neighborhood and you're here to visit. Yeah, our day was today to come. Yep. Exactly. Great. The basilica's closed, I think, this morning. Right. right? We normally the visit the basilica. Yeah. Right. How do you feel when you're normally here at the basilica? Are you, I, I assume you're part of the Catholic community. We are. Yeah. Uh -huh. We love it in there. Beautiful. What, what is the feeling that you have when you go and visit? Oh, it's inspiring. Uh, Basilica represents everything about our faith, so it's that's why we visit it and attend. That's why your son came here? Why, yep, that's why our son's at school here. Uh -huh. Have yeah. you been to the JP2 shrine yourselves? We have not. You yeah, haven't been over there? Nope. Um, do you know that Trump is visiting over there this morning? No, we did not. Didn't know that before you came or you didn't exactly. know that right didn't now? Exactly, didn't know that right now. Oh, okay, okay. Where, um, is, where is Mr. Trump? I think he's he's over at the. I mean, he may have left at this point, but I, uh, I believe he's over at the JP2 Shrine, which is over on Haywood, across from the Hark Theater. Yep, familiar with where it is. Right? Uh huh. You know, obviously, we have some folks out here that are that are uh, that are upset about him him being here. Um, well, I in think the they're upset about what happened to Mr. Floyd. Mm -hmm. That's why there's mm -hmm. the protest going on, which rightfully they have a peaceful protest, and that's great. It's good mm -hmm. to see. What did you feel last night when, when you saw him holding up uh, the Bible in front of the Episcopal Church? I think it's great. He's a man of faith, and he's also representing our country in the fact that he represents the people. These people have, this is great that they're representing our Constitution. Mm -hmm. Their right is to protest peacefully, and what's going on in the inner cities, though, is, is you know, I, I can't say. I don't want to insult your uh, listener, but... Well, what is your perspective on what's going on in the inner city? Uh, I think it's uh, half made by uh, radicals, and I believe that there should be protest for what that cop did. Um, mm -hmm. But cops are, are to protect us. Cops are good. Every, every situation in life has a bad apple in it. That cop was a bad apple, so you shouldn't make the rest of the city suffer. Businesses... Um, Good protesting people shouldn't suffer because you have radicals that want to, you know, get their agenda across and create unrest in our country. This is the way it should be done. This is this is this is how you protest peacefully. A lot of the folks that are here are Christians themselves yeah, and great. take issue with um, with the moment that that uh, Trump had last night, where he had the was he was uh, sending out the military and the police to clear the way for him to to take a photo with the Bible in front of the Episcopal Church. How well, do you feel about that? When you burn a church, the president should go represent. Who burned a church? When they burned the church down. 
who burned the church down? We, we're not sure who burned the church down. That's a good question. Who burned the church? I don't. I don't know of a church being burned down. That's well, why I'm asking. Well, they're burning. They're burning precincts and police and police districts. They're burning businesses. They're forcing people not to be able to go where they want to go. That's not how it's. That's not how life's conducted. Life's conducted to be. It's free. We're a free society. So, Mr. Trump uses the military to get keep peace in the cities. All the power to him. What do you think he was saying when he when he went out there in, in front of the church, uh, given that the protests were happening right there at that moment? I think he was saying he backs the, the Christian faith and he backs everybody that's that's a good person in this world. I think he's I think he's about the people. I think he's all about the people. He doesn't care about politics. He cares about people. That's why our unemployment rate was at a historical low. That's why the jobless rate all across the country in every facet of the country was at a low. So, you know, the guys, the guys, you might not like his, his rhetoric, which I don't like, but I like his actions. I like that he speaks about me and my world and my children and my future, not what the rest of the politicians are doing in our country. Do, do you feel, um, do you have friends from other faith backgrounds as well? We do. Non-Christian friends? We do. Methodist, Lutheran, Jewish. We do. And, and how, did, how do you think they might have seen that moment last night? Oh, come on. Are you, if you're going to nitpick, if you're going to nitpick everything that he does in every moment, well, then we could spend days and days and days nitpicking everything and everything. I'm moment. just asking specifically because there was a very intense protest and a very intense military action that was happening well, for him to really, hold up the Bible. So I'm just curious what your... Well, an intense military action would be that he comes down into the city and shuts the city down. They didn't do that. Isn't they're that what he's asking, no, saying he's going to do? They're actually keeping peace. They're protecting people's property, protecting the police. It's. It, would you rather that these anarchists can just do whatever they please? They can just run amok in the cities, bust into people's businesses, steal anything they want to steal, or do you? Or do you? Or do you have? You have order. You have order. You have protection. If the police can't do it. You bring in the military. When it's calmed down, the military leaves, we try to go back to civility. Right now, uh, in, in Minneapolis, Los Angeles, Santa Monica, you name the cities that are, the 20-some cities that are in unrest, they need the military. They need to get peace in the streets. And I think the Floyd family said it best, you're not helping anything by doing what you're doing. The, Floyd's, the Floyd brother, Terrence Floyd said, stop it just go back let's let's get this. these guys tried let's get them in jail and let's let some type of dialogue happen where this doesn't happen again to a black man completely unfair would happen to him don't ever don't ever forget that mm -hmm. but having riots and taking innocent people's businesses away yeah. that's do you, cool. do you feel safe right now i do in your country yes i do yep, do you feel safe. like your family is safe mm -hmm. very safe yep. Mm -hmm. yep yep and and your friends in your neighborhood mm -hmm. and everything do you yeah, all I'm, feel and I'm a uh, Second Amendment advocate. I, I hunt. I carry a gun. I have a permit to carry a gun. Do you have a gun on you right now? No, I don't. No. Not in Washington D.C. You don't. <laughs> okay. Just checking. Yeah, no. But up in our where at our home, we do, and, and that's our right. But we feel safe. I mean, this 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 is what our country's about. So this look, look how peaceful it was. They got to yell at the president. That's great. You get to yell. You get to do whatever you want. That's that's what it is. But if it was if it was Venezuela and you're yelling, you got to be careful. <laughs> Okay, okay.
So. You might have might have folks from the U.S. military that are coming down and stopping you. Stop! <laughs> What's the last time you talked to somebody from well, Venezuela? Or maybe Russia or China? Okay. Let's <laughs> Same thing. Really, I appreciate you sharing oh, your perspective. Thank you for taking our perspective. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. That's Hope. it. Enjoy good enough. All right. Be well. Thank safe you. travels. You too. Thank you. I'm Jack. Alex. Um, nice to meet. What's your name? John. John. Great. Um, so your students here. Are you here on campus at the moment? I thought campus was actually closed. No, we live off campus. Oh, okay, so you live in the neighborhood. Yes. So how do you feel about Trump coming to your neighborhood here this morning? Um, he has his right to do that. He's entitled to do that. I don't agree with the message he's sending. I think he's using it for publicity and a photo op. And What's the message? I think his message is that I'm here, I'm strong, and that I'm not gonna tolerate the unrest. I think it's disgraceful. I think what he did yesterday was completely uncalled for and completely unacceptable. What about you, John? How do you feel? I think that if he's coming here and he's trying to help the situation, in like that, um, like he was coming here to talk to the protest or like to try to do something nice, it'd be nice. But the problem is, I You're think if that his intent if was if to come and open a dialogue with protesters, yes, I think that'd be good. But the problem is that this was not no one knows what his clear intention of like it's a photo op it seems like again like i'm sure pictures will come out like yesterday if you sort of like were, were trying to place yourself in his mindset or the mindset of his team what do you think he was trying to communicate last night when he stood in front of the episcopal church with a bible i don't know what his people were thinking with that because any rifle individual any person would think like what's going on here like this doesn't seem right like the protesters are very calm collected they just like these protesters very peaceful and then just shooting them out i i don't understand why that was needed it doesn't look good in any way i think the the catholic community in large part particularly white catholics are supporting trump um what do, what do you feel from talking to your classmates and friends and family members um i think there's been a lot of change in these last two months with everything going on i think this has been a historic time more than anything for America. I mean, within two months, we've had massive riots, protests, as well as the coronavirus. I think a lot of people's viewpoints have changed in these last two months, and I think it will show in November. Thank you, dear listener, for tuning in to this special edition of Interfaith-ish. You can see pictures of the protest on Instagram at Interfaith-ish, and write to let me know how you've been doing at interfaithish at gmail.com. We'll have a new show next week. Until then, stay safe.